This is Premium Times Half Hour every Thursday at 11 a.m. The birth of a child usually brings happiness to the parents, families, and well wishers. But in this situation I'm about to share, it is different. Well, not immediately at the birth of the child, but usually months or years after the birth of a child, when it is noticed that the child cannot sit, crawl, speak, or walk when they ought to. And this condition is known as cerebral palsy. And imagine how it is to care for such children when they grow older, being around them 24-7, you know, because they are almost in a droopy state. They always require special assistance. And then we have the humongous amount of money to care for them. In this podcast, we hear the tales of heroic Nigerian mothers caring for their children with cerebral palsy. And I'm speaking on this issue with Premium Times correspondent who covered the report, Oluwakemi Adilagun Olauti, Amtiti Lokwefadari, and welcome to Premium Times Half Hour. This is Premium Times Half Hour every Thursday at 11 a.m. On this podcast show, we discuss important issues and matters of national importance. Premium Times is Nigeria's leading investigative and accountability platform, and we bring this show to you weekly as part of our mandate of providing the information you need to make informed decisions. This show spotlights exclusive reports um, produced by Premium Times' reporters from in-depth investigations, unique analyses to human angle stories. Um, before I delve into today's discussion, I'll share some important stories we published during the week. Let me first say it's been a busy week for President Bola Tinubu, who is seen making quick moves since his emergence as the Nigerian president on May 29. In a day on June 19, Tinubu disbanded both of government parastatals agencies and companies. He sacked military chiefs, the inspector general of police, customs boss, and named their replacement. And before now, he already started appointing people into his kitchen cabinet, special advisors, and aides around him. He displaced the Central Bank of Nigeria governor and chairman of the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission. And definitely, we would most likely be hearing more from him and his moves in the coming days. To be more specific, special reports from Premium Times we um, published a report that examined how Lagos State's um, $1.5 billion seaport altered the fortunes of local communities. These government-backed investments came at a cost to humans and to the environment. Another report looked at Nigeria's struggling oil palm sector as demands surge. Nigeria used to be a world leader in oil palm production, but this status changed due to neglect of the sector and extreme weather event. You can read up on this report on our website, www.premiumtimesng.com. We'll take a short break and when we return, we'll continue the conversation on cerebral palsy. Stay tuned. News beyond the surface. Investigations that uncover deep secrets. Analysis with thought-provoking perspectives. Reports 
that focuses on human interest. Premium Times, a leading digital news platform, brings you these and more every hour through videos, written and podcast reports. Visit our website on www.premiumtimesng.com and follow us on all social media platforms for timely updates on politics, entertainment, sport and business. Don't miss out. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Premium Times Half Hour brought to you on Premium Times Podcast. I'm Titilope Fadari. I am with Oluwa Kemi Adelagun Olauti, Premium Times' correspondent who did a report that narrowed in on the lives of three Nigerian mothers caring for their children with um, cerebral palsy as they usually bear the brunt of this condition. Before I start engaging with Kemi, let's dive into what cerebral palsy is. According to the Cerebral Palsy Alliance, a research foundation based in the United States, cerebral palsy occurs when there is damage to the developing brain during pregnancy, birth, or shortly after birth. It affects a child's body movement, muscle control, posture, amongst others. And Kemi interviewed three mothers caring for their children with cerebral palsy. Let's hear a bit from them. He was two months old when he fell sick. So I carried him to General Hospital. They treated him, so he was there for one month. After that, we were discharged. He didn't tell me anything, he was okay. It doesn't take too long, he fell sick again. So I have another private hospital that I used, Rafa in Ikorodu there. I have to go to the hospital, the man now, Say we should do blood test. It's from the blood test we found out that it's an SS patient. Besides treating that area. They always tell us that when a, you have a male child, when it's six months, you should be able to sit. He could not sit. Seven months, eight months, one year. His neck was not stable. He could not sit. We lie him down all the time. So he was diagnosed when he was six years. There is a CP patient. Namila uses what we call AFO and CAFO. AFO is ankle foot orthotic. Something she wears to support her from her feet to her knee. Then she has CAFO, the one she wears from her waist down. That pair is 18,000 pounds. And she can only use it for maximum 18 months and grow. So you need to pay for the tickets. You need to pay for where you're going to stay. And they don't make this thing in Nigeria. So, and for Nabila to also be in the boarding house, you pay for extra therapy, you pay for the school fees, you pay for the boarding fees. It's money. For me, with Nabila, I think God knows that uh, I can be it. God knows that I will serve as um, an advocate to others. God knows that I will help other mothers or other families accept and navigate raising a cerebral palsy child. First of all, thanks for joining me to have this very um, important conversation on um, children living with cerebra- cerebral palsy. So um, I when I saw the report, I must say it's quite a very thoughtful one because most of these kinds of issues are largely neglected by people or even probably the government and you bringing it into spotlights 
shows that there is need to you know indicate that there's something like this that is going on and people are actually going through issues like this so but before i before um we delve into the serious conversations i want to ask what's um motivated or inspired you or what led to you thinking of writing this report okay thank you titi for for bringing me on on this podcast so um there's this um ig and that i've been following for quite some time and i've watched there's this particular mother i've watched how she she's been taking care of her child i think her child should be about nine or ten and the boy is also visually impaired as well and i've watched how it's really uh patience the fact that she has to learn she also has a, another child that is let's just use the word normal but the fact that she has to pay extra attention and care to this child the patience the undying love the fact that she has to learn the equipment that she uses herself personally to train this child so that this child can live a next to normal life okay. so i now checked um i checked the internet and I, I found so many articles that spoke or that gave insight into people living with cerebral palsy but also so much about these primary care caregivers or the their mothers so i thought to myself let me just give let me tell their stories mm. of women of mothers of primary health caregivers primary um caregivers who have to work and have to also take care of their child who are special needs. And while I was checking this particular woman's handle, there was this quote, I really cannot quote it, but what it says was, really struck me, really struck a chord in me that you can't really, you can't choose the kind of child you want to mm. birth. You can't choose the kind of child you, you, you want to birth. Like, you can't choose the kind of child you want to mother, in quotes. But you only mother the child, mother in quotes, um, the child that comes your way. So, you can't pick, this is what I want. The one that comes your way, you have to show the child care. Hmm. Hmm. You have to be patient with such child. In case you have such, don't abandon them. Show them care. Show them love. Treat them, treat them as you would. Treat the normal child as well. That's 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 deep. You can't you can't choose the the child that you you would mother. Uh, mother. Okay, so um, having covered um covered this report, what would you say are some of the challenges that these uh, mothers who are caring for their children with um cerebral palsy, uh, what are the challenges they have have they faced and how are they overcoming? Because I mean, it's still an ongoing process. Of course, it is. So um, there is it doesn't have any end, except you want this child to die or something like that. It's something you live with forever. Parenting a child with special needs is something that requires you to start learning. You have to start learning. Oh, what is this thing about? What's this? What's what exactly is cerebral? For some of these mothers, the first it was until the diagnosis that they knew that oh, there's something called CP cerebral palsy. So they have to start learning how to balance their work. For those that are the nine to five job, they have to start learning how to balance um, their work life and their family life so that it's not as if one suffers for the other. And also you have to, this is a child that requires that, that you have to be with like 24 hours. Yeah. You have to be with this child 24 hours. 
Because my this child might have seizures, and when they have seizures like that, they tend to get injured. And sometimes it could be very, it could be something that is fatal. It could be, it could just they, they would have also um, have injuries on bodily harm. They would also sustain bodily harm. So you just have to be with them, or you if you can't be with them, you have to get someone that will be with them, and that will cost you a lot, mm. especially if you want to hold down your job as well. That's financial stress and also emotional stress. Mm. And it also leads to um, physical exhaustion. And also, you also be you also lose your social life. Mm. This is someone you have to just be with, and you might not you can you you hardly have time to do all this oh and bear of a thing because you can't carry this child everywhere you go. Mm. You cannot. It's not it's not possible. And sometimes you might not even have um, pe- uh, people that would give you emotional support. Mm just to be able to carry on because you also need that as well. So this mother suffered a lot of things, loss of social life, emotional stress, physical stress, exhaustion, exhaustion, financial stress. That financial stress and emotional stress is is really, really is really, really terrifying for them. All right. So um from your report I understand that you spoke with um three mothers and um from these um details that they shared with you which would you would you say you found more connect uh, more connected to amongst the three okay for instance while i was interviewing mamara that's one of the mothers i spoke with in the course of doing the story mm. um the 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 boy that's aradolakbo mm. who is a cp patient he had um he had a seizure on camera mm-hmm. and he wee on his body. Mm-hmm. The fact that the, immediately the thing started, I didn't even know it was a seizure. I just knew that oh, this boy was began to vibrate. I was scared. I almost I wanted to even turn off the camera, but I was like, let me just leave it and watch what will happen. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the woman she just instantly goes the guy was the boy was asleep on her laps and immediately she just grabbed him and started praying. Mm. There was no fear in her eyes. It was as if she was prepared for it because, mm. and that was my first time of seeing someone at someone having seizure and someone grabbing the person. Mm. Like this is unexplainable. I've never seen such in my life. Mm. I will be grabbing. Just she just grabbed him immediately. It was as if she was prepared. Mm. She was alert. I mm. ready for anything. Because she now told me that. Uh, if she doesn't do, do, do it that way, that he might just fall off from her lap, laps and he would sustain bodily harm. So she's always alert. And she ensures that whenever she's out, the siblings are always there just to watch over him so that when that seizure comes, because the seizure does not, it's not something that will give you, um, write a letter, write, write a letter of notification to you that I'm coming. It's mm. just come unexpectedly. Yes. Whenever he comes like that, it's always someone that will be with him because he has already sustained injuries on his body, and she doesn't want that anymore. So that was, that was for me was emotional. Hmm. So um, I, I sort of saw like a dichotomy because I haven't worked on the video. I saw like a sort of dichotomy between um the rich and the poor facing the same issue but then in relation to the rich and in relation to the poor for instance say access to education 
um for the poor it was quite difficult getting education for the child and then for the rich you um because i mean there's a bit of financial capacity um, capability then yeah. they, they were able to so like what was running through your mind when you saw all of these two dif- the two different worlds facing the same issue hmm. it's not something well it's not something that they prayed for mm. and for instance when i was searching for the people to speak this and i was pointed I, although I, I saw the the different the stark difference for Bam, uh, mamara she was she was not able to if she had the, i think if she had the money or if she had the uh, financial web dog she would have been able to maybe get um education before her clocks nine nine mm. because he was able to access education at night but whereas for mrs um nabila's mom she was able to get her child to the best of schools i think financial capacity also has um i mean a role to play but aside from that i think generally it all boils down to the kind of society we run here where those that have financial capacity are being favored and the masses are being left to just sort it out however they, they however they can so for but it's not all um it's not it doesn't go all smooth for the rich as well because after speaking with the ngos that i've worked with um parents who try to access education for their child with special needs you find out that even some of these um people who we think that they have big pockets they also find it difficult sometimes to get um their words enrolled in schools that are inclusive so sometimes it's good, it's okay. Sometimes it's as education is accessible for the rich as well with special sometimes it's just the other way way around. All right. So now let's talk about the children's future. I mean, having to watch this or read the reports and knowing like you mentioned, um um there's um children with special needs and of course growing up i'm very sure they would face some level of discrimination and mixing with a society there would sort of be limitations on how they get to mix with people maybe get access to jobs or even you know um um maybe build their career or maybe for people who want to get married having someone to settle down with how do we are the mothers thinking about their children getting or attaining the best of things that they want for themselves okay for for instance one of the mothers i spoke with i also posed this question to her so she said that her child's condition inspired her to create sultana nabila foundation to, to help young adults so that they can live a next to she she understands that that she understands that they cannot live a normal life, but at least they can live. They shouldn't be dependent in their later years. Mm. They should. They can. They can be able to live. Show they can. Um, they can live a next to normal life. So she's all, she, the foundation is to enable all these um, CP um, patients so that in such a way that by the time they get to a certain age, 
where they are supposed to be adults and they are supposed to live a life of independence, they are able to do it. We'll pause here and take a quick break. And when we return, we'll continue this conversation. Stay tuned. This is Premium Times Half Hour every Thursday at 11 a.m. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Premium Times Half Hour brought to you on Premium Times Podcast. I'm Titi Lokwe Fadari. Yes. Can you share um, like a memorable moment that you had while having um, this interview with the mothers and the children? What's, what moment was like um, really really stood out or outstanding for you when you were doing your interview? The moment that stood out for me was when... Um, a woman, Nabila's mom, that's Mrs. Oyetunde, said her child wasn't able to access, well, sorry, her child was in, in an inclusive educational center, but could not um, struggle at the, at, um, at the early years of her educational career. And the, um, the moment that stood out for me was when she said, the because the let, let's just say this child was in maybe kindergarten and was still in kindergarten for like for like four years mm. it's a, is this something you, you uh, normally you'd expect a child to just spend maybe like two years but others had already left and others our peers had left so watching a child to struggle to do ordinary things basic things that every normal child can do but watching your own child to Doing this and it's difficult is something that will break any parents at. But the part where she now said, oh, that when the child eventually graduated from that stage to the next level, mm. that's after like almost four years or so, that it was that she broke down in tears. I was emotional. I was like, wow, this is what she's always wanted because she had already spoken with the person who handles like the um the principal of the school that oh i need my child is is being is is not progressing mm. like our peers and the the educator will just tell her that just be patient there, there are certain milestones we want this child to achieve we don't want to rush her but thank god she was patient and eventually the child is and and also the part where she said that the child intends to get married. I'm mm, like, wow. Yeah. So she's thinking of getting married as well. And whenever that she, in fact, whenever she's on holiday, because she's now in boarding school, and whenever she's on holiday, she'll be singing, somebody's song, go find me one. I'm like, eh? <laughs> Seriously. And there was the moment when the mother said, that her child said that, ah, mom, there's a new Muslim boy in school. He's cute. I'm like, wow. She, she now said, oh, so you now have crushes now in school uh, oh wow so it's it just show them love and show them that you care that's just all they need all right so um in your opinion what can the society do to raise awareness about cerebral palsy and how can they like provide better support to um the mothers and their children society and i say the government as well our society, Nigerian society, is <laughs> we are a bit backward when it comes to accepting and tolerating people with special needs. Mm. 
Our system, it's evident or every almost everything we do. You go to the banking or hospitals, some hospitals, they are not accessible to these people. It's just they think because they, the building, the uh, I think it should start from schools because it should start from one as the primary unit of the of whatever society. That I think that's the family. Mm-hmm. Then before you go to the um, before you go to the educational institutions. Parents need to be tolerant. We need to be more tolerant as a people. We need to be accommodating as a people. Put them in your shoes. You need to treat them with dignity. Treat them as you would want to be treated. Mm. That is it. And we should also have, um, just like we have religious centers in every nook and cranny of our site, of the street. You mm. come to my street now, I can count like four to five religious centers mm. in my on my street alone. We should also have inclusive schools for instance mamara someone that lives in k2 has to be going outside of our local outside of that local government to access education for our child mm. within that local go- within the local government she couldn't get access to that's due to our financial capacity she couldn't get private because private is quite expensive mm. so she wanted a public school that was inclusive she couldn't get one within our environment mm. and Taking a child out of outside of that environment requires money. Yeah. So in every environment, for instance, in, maybe in a particular LC, we have LCDAs in Lagos. So in, in a particular one, LGA should a government should be intentional about having a school that is inclusive. Not just having it's not enough to have a school that is designed for special needs. I think you should also have it mixed. There are some schools that are mixed in this Lagos. So that those, these people can also interact. Normal people, normal students can also interact with these people. So that we will learn how oh, these people are. Because there's a friend I have. She said they, they are visually impaired and other students. And she doesn't see anything different. Hmm. So I think you should start from that level. So by the time they are all grown up, we don't see anything. We treat them as, as normal people. We treat them with dignity. All right, Kemi. Thank you so much for sharing your you're for opening our eyes to this particular neglected issue and we hope that the society learns from it and, be- and behaves more inclusive and like you said you know give, give show them the respect you would show um an average human thank you so much once Lovely. again for your report all right you're welcome thanks for having me this is where we wrap up today's episode. I hope you had a fantastic time with us. Make sure you keep it a date with us on Premium Times Half Hour every Thursday on Premium Times' podcast. Again, this show is brought to you by Premium Times, a leading multimedia news platform, which serves you every minute stories that can help you make informed decisions and hold public officials, individuals, and organizations accountable. We have cartoons, videos, podcasts, and other interesting content for your delight. And for timely updates on politics, entertainment, sports, and business, visit our website, www.premiumtimesng.com, and follow us on all our social media platforms. We'll be here again, same time, same day next week, from Kemi and I, Titi Lope. Have a great weekend. News beyond the surface. Investigations that uncover deep secrets. Analysis with thought-provoking perspectives. Reports that focus on human interest. Premium Times, a leading digital news platform, brings you these and more every hour through videos, 
written and podcast reports. Visit our website on www.premiumtimesng.com and follow us on all social media platforms for timely updates on politics, entertainment, sport and business. Don't miss out.